This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, Radio Land. You have arrived. It is 11.30 a.m. Monday morning. We're on Wave 94. To God be the glory. You're here. I'm here. You're listening to Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And I came to tell you today that when God thought of this marvelous plan of your salvation your rulership. He provided all of the tools, all of the empowerment, all that is needed so that you can be successful ruling on his behalf in the earth realm. So what are we talking about? Today, we're going to talk about ruling as the woman's seed now on earth and eternity in eternity. So I'm speaking about the kingdom of God is the rule of an eternal sovereign God over all the universe. Um, we can see in scripture, God is the undeniable monarch ruler of all creation. Over in Psalms 103, it mentions how the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. And King Nebuchadnezzar declared over in Daniel that his kingdom is an eternal kingdom. Every authority that exists, no matter what country we're in, no matter what world we're in, okay, every authority that exists has been established by God. So that's in Romans, the 13th chapter says, let every soul be subject unto the higher power, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. It also says, Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. So what does this mean? This means in Romans the 13th chapter that we shall not commit adultery. We shall not kill. We shall not steal. We shall not lie. We shall not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely that thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. Why? Because love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And knowing the time that we're in and looking around, that means the status of the growth of evil and darkness and sin, uh, perversion out in our world today. It is high time that we, the saints of God, the believers wake up out of sleep 
For now, our salvation is nearer than it was when we first believed. Why? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. So let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. That means let us walk honestly. Let us live honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness and chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. In one sense, the kingdom of God incorporates everything that is. So as saints of God, as the seed of the woman, as believers, the elect, the chosen, the ordained, the justified, understand that the kingdom of God is a spiritual rulership. The kingdom of God rules over the hearts and lives of those who willingly submit to God's authority. Those who defy God's authority and refuse to submit to him, those individuals are not part of the kingdom of God. Okay, but those who acknowledge the lordship of Christ and gladly surrender to God's rule in their hearts are part of the kingdom of God. In this sense, the kingdom of God is spiritual. Jesus reiterated that when uh, during the period that they were before the crucifixion and uh, they were saying, so you are a king then. And he mentioned back to them in John, the 18th chapter, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. Uh, he said, my kingdom of not is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then wouldn't my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews? But now is my kingdom not from here. And he preached even in Matthew, the fourth chapter, that in order to be a part of the kingdom of God, repentance is necessary. Amen. It says from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and see when the kingdom of God is preached and taught, then the conditions that are in the kingdom of heaven, which is a geographical location must come forth. And so that is why when Jesus would preach about repentance, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand and in nearer then healing would take place of all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And this, for this reason, Jesus' fame went throughout Syria, or Syria. And those that were possessed with devils and those which were crazy and those that had the palsy, he healed them all. Why? Because the kingdom of God had been preached. And if the kingdom of God is preached, then the kingdom of heaven would also come forth. So 
the kingdom of God can be equated or equal to an environment where salvation is evident. Over in John, the third chapter, when Nicodemus came and said, we know that you are a man sent from God. How do you do these things? And Jesus was surprised that Nicodemus, a great priest, you know, did not know about the kingdom of God. And so he answered him and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that does not mean see with your you know, your eyesight, your physical eyesight, that means see with spiritual, with, in, in the realm of the spirit, to have understanding or awareness that such a kingdom even exists. And then Nicodemus said unto him, well, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time unto his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born. So now Jesus is answering the question, how do you be born? And he says, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So where do we find specific instructions about being born again? And that would be in uh, Romans, the 10th chapter, where it talks about if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, uh, then you will be saved. So you have to confess the Lord Jesus, you know, is the son of God raised from the dead by the power of of God in order, and then you also have to believe it when you say it, amen, in order for you or anyone to be born again. That is just the first step, because once that happens, then you need to be born of the water, just like a newborn baby. It comes through, it breaks the water, the mother womb breaks, and then the birth come forth. So to complete the new birth, because some people have gone to the front of the church and said the words that I just said. And at that moment, their heart is true. But if they do not consummate that by being born again of both the water, meaning the baptism, okay, in the water physically, and then the baptism again of the Holy Spirit by fire, then you have not been successfully born again. In essence, you have been aborted. You have not completed the new birth cycle, just like a, a, uh, a germinated seed of a man and a woman have to go through a nine month period in order for it to bring forth an actual living human being then in order to complete being born again, you must complete the cycle of the confession, the faith, the water baptism, and then the fire baptism of the Holy Spirit. You are listening to Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Love 
speaking about the love of God that has allowed you and I to have access to a new birth. The word of God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. If you have been born again, there would be fruits that you would bear. Over in 1 Corinthians, uh, the sixth chapter, starting around the ninth verse, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is a part of your inheritance. Salvation is your inheritance. And it says, be not deceived, neither fornication. So we have gotten very lackadaisical about having sexual intimacy outside of the covenant of marriage. If you are doing that, I don't care how much you go to church, how much you pray, how much you fast, you are committing fornication. If you're committing fornication, do not expect to enter into the kingdom of God. Idolaters, adulterers, abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, None of that shall inherit the kingdom of God. The 11th verse said, now, some of you, and in our case, mostly all of us, all of us, were at some time one of those things that I just said. It could have been a liar. Okay? Could have been a disrespecter of your parents. You know? But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Okay, so that's in 1 Corinthians. In order to enter into the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. And because of being born again, you will no longer readily or easily be able to produce the fruit of the kingdom of darkness. Okay? Because why? The kingdom of God, it's within you. Okay? Over in Romans, the 14th chapter, it talks about how the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's uh, joy, right? Love in the Holy Spirit. So that means it is a spirit The kingdom is spiritual and it is a product of the spirit of God existing within your spirit. Because as we all know, we are a triune natured being. We have a severe soul, you know, a living soul. We're flesh and we're also spirit. And and even God, you know, because we're in his image. So the word of God lets us know that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
If you wonder, well, what is the kingdom of heaven? Over in Matthew, the, uh, I believe it's the fifth chapter, we call it the Beatitudes. Jesus goes on top of a mountain. He opens his mouth and began to teach, saying, blessed. So notice everything starts out with, he starts out with one word, blessed. So we should all understand that your life, if you are a true believer, really should have blessings connected to it. And it may not be blessings like money, land, houses, property, uh, social status. Those are conditions. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about eternal, eternal uh, existence. So it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, meaning humble. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, meaning you're crying out for God, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. Yes, we are warriors, but you have to know when to war. Okay. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you, persecute you, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for Jesus sake. The Bible says rejoice. And be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. So why? Because they persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. Saints of God, believers, the elect, the chosen, the newly uh, converted, the circumcised in spirit. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then, therefore, it's no good. It's good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. This is the Bible. You are also the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and then put it under a bushel. But instead, it is placed on a candlestick to give light unto all that are in the house. So we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. That means that no matter what's going on in this world today, the only way that anything is going to be better or anybody can look around and see a glimmer of hope is in you, saints of God, your life. Your life, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light 
of this world. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law or the prophets. He said, I came not to destroy, but to fulfill the word of God. Amen. So this is how we, as the woman seed, reflect rulership on earth. Amen. So that's on earth. We are rulers. Jesus uh, is an example showing us how to rule on earth. We are to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, make the lame walk. People are to look at us and see the character and the nature of God. Because this is the God, this is all the Jesus that they're going to see in living color. It's you. Amen. In another sense, the kingdom of God talks about the actual and literal rulership of Jesus Christ on the earth as the king of the world, as the Lord over the entire world. Okay. And that's during what we call the millennium, the 1000 years after the age of grace, after the age of mankind rulership, Upon the earth. Daniel said that the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Over in Daniel, the second chapter, and many other, you know, prophets predicted that, that the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And uh, in that day, there will be one Lord, one God. His name will be one. And, um, some people refer to this manifestation of the rulership of Jesus Christ on earth as the kingdom of glory. You know, I guess when uh, in the Bible where it talks about and his glory will be throughout the entire world. I wanted to um, look over in Revelations. It was very good. The 20th chapter where it speaks about and I saw an angel Come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And then I saw thrones and they sat upon them. So who are the they that sat upon the thrones? Because judgment was given unto them, meaning rulership. And those that sat on the thrones were the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither 
had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And these are the saints of God that will live and reign with Christ Jesus a thousand years. So this is called the first resurrection. Uh, I would dare to say that this is a part of um, those that were dead in Christ. Uh, when Jesus come to get his bride and then um, those that were alive at that time when Jesus came to get his bride and that would be over there in uh, Thessalonians, I believe. And, and so that is the first resurrection. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. So blessed and holy is he that took part in the first resurrection because on such the second death hath no power. And those that are in the first resurrection, which is those from the rapture and those that were beheaded uh, before the rapture and those that were caught up as the word of God say at the time of the rapture, they shall be the priests of God and of Christ, the anointed Messiah and shall reign with Jesus a thousand years. What we have talked about today is rulership by the woman seed on earth and also in eternity. So what we see is that those thousand years uh, that Satan is not able to um, cause the nations or any, anyone to be evil, those thousand years, the saints of God, and let me, I just went over to First uh, Thessalonians, and it's the uh, fourth chapter. And I'm going to start, uh, I would say, the 13th verse, where it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, which mean dead. And that's why we have this hope when people die that are in faith with Jesus Christ that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep or dead. Okay? For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We have a real destiny and that destiny includes not just salvation, but it also includes rulership as ordained and planned by God. I would like to 
pray with you today. You're listening to Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to take over uh, from the very beginning and to touch our hearts, our souls, and our spirit, and to put inside of all of us a spirit of expectancy, a spirit of, uh, of being able to hear the Lord and to walk in the anointing and the empowerment that the Lord himself have released unto us. Uh, as um, we saw in, I didn't talk about it, but over there, I believe in Matthew, it talks about how Jesus gave us an assignment. I believe in Matthew 16 chapter, and it says, go. And before he said that, he also gave us empowerment. So we are to go. And here it is. Uh, and what do we do? To teach is Matthew, the 28th chapter, uh, verse number 18. And Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Okay. Go ye therefore and preach and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. We have a great assignment. But the Lord himself, through Jesus Christ, has given us the authority to rule in the earth realm and to bring forth the manifestation of the kingdom of God to this earth. I pray that the Lord give you encouragement, strengthen you, sustain you, and reactivate your first love so that you can be obedient to the great commission that we are expected to complete. I love you. God bless you. And I look forward to returning again next week. Be blessed. Anybody want to see you love?